when the day of Pentecost came, all the believers gathered in one place. Suddenly, a sound came from heaven. It was like a strong wind blowing. It filled the house, the whole house where they were sitting. They saw something that looked like fire in the shape of tongues. The flames separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. They began to speak in, they began to speak in languages they had not known before. The Spirit gave them the ability to do this. Godly Jews from every country in the world were staying in Jerusalem. A crowd came together when they heard the sound. They were bewildered because each of them had their own language being spoken. The crowd was really amazed. They asked, aren't all these people who are speaking Galileans? Then why do we each hear them speaking in our own native language? We are Parthians, Medes, and Elamites. We, are, we live in Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia. We are from Pontus, Asia, Phrygia, and Pamphylia. Others of us are from Egypt and the path of Libya near Cyrene. Still, others are visitors from Rome. Some of the visitors are Jews. Others have accepted the Jewish faith also. Christians and Arabs are here. We hear all these people speaking about God's wonders in our own languages. They were amazed and bewildered. They asked one another, what does this mean? But some people in the crowds made fun of the believers. They, had too much, they have had too much wine, they said. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you very much, Augustine. It is the one reading in the year nobody wants to get, isn't it? <laughs> With all the names of the countries, you absolutely nailed it. So well done to you. Um, let's just pray for a moment, and then we'll reflect a little bit more on these words. Lord, just as those who heard the disciples on that first Pentecost heard them speaking in their own native languages. We pray also that you would help us to, to understand you and your gospel in ways that make sense to us. And pray that you would give me the words uh, that you want uh, us to hear today. Amen. So the, the Holy Spirit, um, I hope you found uh, the video somewhat helpful. Uh, even, you know, just visually seeing this idea of something that is powerful, something that is real, but something that we can't quite grasp, like grasping the air or trying to catch our breath, something that's there and uh, powerful and life-giving, but also really elusive. Um, another way... Um, I find is helpful to think about this, is, is to think about what it says in the creed. Now, we don't say the creed very often in the 11 o'clock service, but we will do it from time to time because it's a really helpful summary of what we believe. But in the creed, it says, you know, I believe in the Father, uh, the creator of heaven and earth, of things seen and unseen. It says, I believe in Jesus Christ, long paragraph about Jesus Christ, about everything, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, and then it gets to the end, it says, 
I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, and who with the Father and Son is glorified. So there's two things there, isn't there? The Lord and the giver of life. And to help us think about this, um, I want us to look at a a picture of a, a sculpture. Okay, so this sculpture is made by the artist Charlie Mackesy, who wrote the visit the horse, the the boy, the horse, the fox, and the mole. Do you know those those that story? It's made into a a film or a TV thing over Christmas. Um, but he's an artist, and he made this sculpture. And this sculpture is is about the prodigal son. Okay, so you can see here the father receiving the prodigal son back into his arms. Can you see that? But the thing about this sculpture is, like with all good art, is it can mean more than one thing, and you can see more than one thing in it. And so some people have said, well, actually, we see this as not just an image of the, pro the, the parable of the prodigal son, but an image of the Trinity, an image of God and what God is like. So you see you have God the Father embracing God the Son. Can you see that? God the Father embracing God the Son. And, and some people say it's almost like he receives God the Son after he's been taken down off the cross. You see what I mean? So God the Father embracing God the Son. And you say, well, hang on a minute. You've just said this represents God the Trinity. Well, where's the third person? Where's the Holy Spirit? Well, this is where I think, and this is why I think helps us to understand what it is the Holy Spirit is like and what the Holy Spirit does for us. You see, the third person, so to speak, in this is can you see the love in this sculpture? Can you see the love on the Father's face? Can you see the abandon in which the Son slumps into his Father's arms? Can you see that? Can you see that sense of love. Can you see how it's drawing us into it? As you look at the sculpture, there's something pulling us in. It's just a load of metal, but it has an effect on us, doesn't it? It draws us towards it. So coming from this picture of love between the Father and the Son is something else. Something else is coming out from that, and it's pulling us into it. And actually, I find that if you look at it long enough, you start to imagine yourself in that embrace. You can start to feel the effect of the love of that father on yourself. There's something coming out from this relationship of love which is drawing us back to, our, back to us us into it. And that I think is an image of what the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit proceeds from the Father and the Son. Something of their intense relationship of love doesn't stay contained within those two persons, Father and Son, but actually comes out from God and draws us towards them. 
so that we become part of the embrace. We become part of that relationship of love. And the Holy Spirit that proceeds from the Father and the Son, the Creed says, is the giver of life. It is from that relationship of love between the Father and the Son that there was a will, a desire to create new things to love. And that is where creation comes from. It comes from God's desire to love more and for other things, other people, other beings to share in the eternal love that the Father and the Son have. And so the Spirit comes from this relationship of love, creates the world, gives us life. That is why we are here. We were given that life by the Spirit coming from the Father and the Son and the love they have for one another. But here's the thing, as we saw in the video, the life that we receive, we so easily turn away from when we turn to sin. The brokenness of the world, it comes in and it stifles and it chokes and it cuts off life beyond just our physical existence, our material life. It cuts off that sense that we might be drawn into this life forever. And so Jesus came, lived amongst us. He dealt with our sin. He came to fix what was broken so that we might have the access to this relationship once again. And the Spirit continues to give that life, continues to give that life, to draw each and every one of us towards God. I wonder, do we think about that? When we think about coming to God, do we think about it as though we're coming into the middle of a massive hug? Because I think that's what the Bible is telling us is going on. And so the Spirit came upon the disciples afresh on the day of Pentecost to be able to proclaim this message, to be able to share in the life of God here on earth in different ways to do the things that Jesus showed us, to make a way for relationships to be, to be mended, to see moments of healing, to see moments of transformation, to see new creation appearing here and now, not fully, not today, not yet, but little tasters, first fruits, to a time when we will be resurrected and raised to live in this eternal relationship forever. The Holy Spirit is the way in which God draws us into himself. Draws us into his life of love. And so in a moment, we're going to, um, we're going to have a moment where we can ask for God's renewal upon us, that he might send the Holy Spirit on us afresh, to draw us a little bit deeper into this life with God. And through that, whatever may come, whether that is God giving us gifts and equipping us to do something for Him, or whether it's to fix something that's broken, 
or whether it's just to give us a fresh sense of the call of which he has for our lives. So let's just take a moment in quiet and we're just going to allow the Holy Spirit the space to come and meet us this morning. And then in a moment, I'll invite you, if you want to come forward, to come forward to the, to the front here where Anne and myself will be here and um, we will pray for the Holy Spirit to fall afresh upon you. And we have also have some oil to anoint you, should you wish, as a sort of physical symbol of this anointing. Um, the bands will play a song through as we, as we do this. You can stand and sing, sit and sing, pray by yourself, whatever it is. But I just encourage you to be open to that sense, that, that idea of something drawing you into this relationship with the Father and the Son. So let's just close our eyes for the moment. And you might even want to just open your hands out, just in a sort of receiving posture. you pray, Spirit of God, would you come amongst us? Would you come amongst us again? And give us a fresh portion of your presence. Would you draw us a little bit more into the life of God? Would you give to us the gifts that you want to give us to do your work here on earth? Would you bring a bit more of the new creation to come to bear in our lives? and in our community. So I invite you to stand, if you're comfortable standing. And we're going to uh, sing a song.